Disclaimer, I'm a sophomore musical theater major, and it gets really busy sometimes. So buckle up and get ready for a scatterbrained episode. Hi, I'm Natalie Nowak, and you're listening to On My Way to a BFA. This podcast chronicles my experiences as I go through the process of getting my BFA in musical theater at the Hart School. We kicked off this season with some great guests. Christine Dwyer was my September episode guest, and Karen Mason was last month's guest, and I enjoyed interviewing them so much. So if you have not listened to those already, go ahead and go to broadwayradio.com and search on my way to a BFA to listen to them. Now, in this month's episode, I wanted to update you about what's been going on here at school and tell you about some of the cool things we get to do sophomore year. I originally, when creating this podcast at first, I wanted to really mix it up and do some interviews to kind of relate my process of going through college to those people that I'm interviewing, and then mix that in with just episodes, shorter episodes of just my experiences. So this is going to be an episode of just me giving you a little update. So at the Heart School, we call it sophomore slaughter because our schedules are insane. And it's the first year when we have rehearsals every night from 7 to 1030, in addition to sometimes five or more classes during the day. So it's a little crazy. And going into this year, I was freaking out because I was really worried and I had been told that it was so stressful and you don't have any free time and things like that. But I've actually found it to be pretty manageable. So that's good. And having so many classes and rehearsals keeps me busy, and I'd probably just be at home watching Netflix anyways if I wasn't so busy, so I don't really feel like I'm missing out when it comes to free time. Now, I wanted to talk to you about acting class this semester because we focus on comedy for the first several weeks, and we had to do some pretty crazy things. Last year, we focused mostly on dramatic scenes, so this was a complete 180. After we did some introductory comedy exercises, we did something called Circle of Fire. This exercise involves our entire class sitting in a big circle, and one by one, we enter into the middle. We can do whatever we want to get the class to laugh, but we aren't allowed to leave the circle until there is a sustained belly laugh from the entire class. This was so tricky because there were no real rules per se, so it really was anything goes. And some of my classmates told funny stories of ridiculous things that had happened to them. Other people did funny voices or characters and things like that. My friend Sarah covered her entire body in peanut butter and jelly while explaining the process of photosynthesis. So you really can do whatever you want as long as there is a sustained laugh from the class. It took me forever to come up with an idea because I, I just didn't know and everybody had been doing so many crazy things and I, I just had no idea what I wanted to do. But one day I remembered that years ago I was watching Saturday Night Live and Kristen Wiig was doing a skit while wearing those little tiny plastic baby hands and those things are just so funny to me. So I ordered some baby hands on Amazon and when it was my time to enter the circle of fire in acting class, I decided to leave the room and put the baby hands on. And then when I entered, I put my hands behind my back so no one would see them at first. And then I walked around the circle and stopped at each person and took my hands out and waved at them. And I had preset a bowl of mustard in the center of the circle. And so after I went around and interacted with people, I went over to the mustard and used the baby hands to cover myself in it from head to toe. It was super messy and 
that classroom smelled like mustard for a long time after that, but the whole class was laughing by the end of it, so I was proud that it actually kind of worked. Another thing that I've really enjoyed this semester is learning a bunch of cool dialects. So far, we have learned standard British, Cockney, Irish, Russian, and Italian, and those are so fun. I love accents, and I hope to be able to use them in the future. I hope to be able to uh, do some roles that involve me using accents because I think it's fascinating to step into a character that way. And we have a great voice and speech teacher. Her name is Joanna Morrison. Shout out to you, Joanna. She is from Manchester, England, and she's an excellent teacher. And I hope to interview her someday on this podcast. Now, I wanted to tell you about sophomore projects. We aren't allowed to perform in the main stage musicals until junior year. They really work us up to performing in the main stages because they want us to break bad performance habits that we might have picked up in high school or elsewhere so that when we do start performing in front of everybody, we're starting out fresh, which is really nice, I think. Uh, so we, I will be in the main stage next year. But uh, until then, we do sophomore projects, which are black box plays, which are smaller scale plays using minimal props and costumes. These are only open to students and faculty, and our class was split in half over the summer and cast into two different plays at the beginning of the school year. My cast did the play Stop Kiss, and the other cast did the play Significant Other. The challenging part of these plays was that each of us had to learn almost every character's track. For example, in Stop Kiss, there were two main female characters, Callie and Sarah. I had to learn Callie's lines for about seven different scenes within the play, and I also learned Sarah's lines for a bunch of other scenes. We had four performance nights after our rehearsal process ended, and we were told the night before each performance which scenes we would be doing for the next show. So I might have four scenes as one character and two scenes as another, or any mix of tracks. And this was such a rewarding process because we had worked so hard memorizing everything over the summer. Because, I mean, usually in a play, you're cast as one character and you're just focused on that, but this was playing a bunch of different characters and then during the rehearsal process it was difficult because you had to understand how their physicalities differed from one another and putting that into your work and also we were working with different people in different scenes each night because the show was completely different for each of the four performances because I would do some scenes one night and other scenes a different night and it was tricky but I feel like I learned a lot about myself, about how I approach characters, and so that was pretty cool. We rehearsed these plays using viewpoints, which is a rehearsal technique, and it was originally created in the 1970s by choreographer Mary Overly, and then was developed for stage acting by directors Anne Bogart and Tina Lando. And this process helps us to think of new ways to use movement and gestures to tell the story and get out of our heads and into our bodies. And as a person who is a really deep thinker, it was very helpful for me to just kind of not be able to do that because I like to stop and think over everything and really think, okay, how am I going to do this and plan it out and stuff, but that doesn't serve you a lot of times in acting, so it was very helpful to get out of the habit of doing that. That rehearsal and performance process took place over the first six weeks of school, and then for the next four weeks we were working on a different project. Our cast did a novel exploration project of George Orwell's book Animal Farm, and we did this because the book is so relevant. I mean, the book is always going to be relevant because, as we know, history repeats itself. 
Uh, but there are so many political undertones, and I'm sure that a lot of people have read this book in high school or even before that. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. So we did a play where we took all of George Orwell's words, and we, we cut out some parts that we didn't find useful to the play, but we basically made a play out of the book and we came up with all of the movement and the stage tableaus and everything like that so it was a really cool piece created with tons of great physicality and different ways to show the power struggles within it so it was a really cool project Stop Kiss and Animal Farm were the projects that I did for this first semester. Next semester we're split in half again, the sophomore class, and we do a musical project. So I will definitely update you on that once we find out more about them. This year we are also doing quite a bit of dance, which is super fun. So we take two ballet classes, two tap classes, and two jazz classes per week. And there are different levels of every dance class, so people are split up, you know, according to ability and experience and all that, which is great. Another teacher who just cracks me up on a daily basis is Ralph Perkins. He is a living legend. Um, Ralph, if you're listening, hello. And uh, we need to set up a time for an interview because I think that the Broadway podcasting world would uh, gain a lot of insight from a conversation with you. So we should we should plan that. Basically, Ralph is great. He's my ballet teacher. He's great because he pushes us and is very tough on us while at the same time supportive but that comes from a place of genuinely wanting us to succeed which I think is just great so we'll hopefully interview him and uh gain some more of his expertise so like I said we also take tap which is something that is new for me and honestly I didn't think I would enjoy it because I took it briefly in high school and just didn't have a great experience with it, so I kind of thought it would be the same thing. But I'm actually enjoying it, and it's challenging, but it's a brain game and cardio at the same time, so it's been fun, and uh, yeah, I hope to progress with that. Now, I want to tell you about ear training, which I don't even know how to describe ear training if you're not familiar with ear training. I'm actually, I'm going to need to Wikipedia this. My mom told me that sometimes I sound like I'm reading from a script which I sometimes am, so that should make sense, but I'm trying to be a little more easygoing with this. Just don't mind me while I Google ear training. Okay, according to Wikipedia, ear training is a skill by which musicians learn to identify solely by hearing pitches, intervals, melody, chords, rhythms, and other basic elements of music. Ear training is typically a component of formal musical training. Okay, cool, so that's basically what ear training is. If you wanna know more, I suggest you Google it because I am not the girl to ask about it. Uh, Ear training is difficult and the thing that's difficult about it is that we're not just in a class of other musical theater majors. A couple musical theater majors per class mixed in with some music majors, some music education majors, composition majors. Those people have taken ear training a long time and um, some of the musical theater majors have as well and they are genius. They are so good at it. Because I've never done this before, I really need to sit down and go over it before I really understand it and then can go to class and do whatever exercises there are. So I have to spend a lot of extra time practicing this. On the first day when we learn some things, you know, my teacher will call me and she'll say, Natalie, can you sing a, a melodic minor scale on whatever pitch and so I'll start and I'll you know be singing it and she'll be like that was so wrong and I'll just look at her I'll be like I know 
I like I don't know what I'm doing. Just give me a minute. So it's kind of funny because it, it just happens so often that she's like, you're just not singing the right thing. And I'm like, listen, I know I just need some time. And then I practice. I always get good grades. So, you know, don't worry about that. It comes eventually. But just at first, it's a little tricky. And uh, and then she'll call in one of the you know, composition majors, and he'll sing some beautiful thing, and she'll be like, oh, you just did that perfectly. But this is the last semester that I have to take ear training, and if I have time in my schedule and I can take it again or audit it, I might do that senior year just because it is such a great skill to have. So we'll see how that goes. But basically, that's just an update on something that is just one of those things you have to laugh about, you know? Oh, ear training. Alright, I've talked about quite a few things in this episode. I know it's a little scattered, but that's what we've got. It's the end of the year and my schedule is crazy, so I wanted to put something out there and I hope that this update was helpful. In a couple of weeks, at the end of this semester, I will have my vocal juries and my evaluations, and I'm super excited for those, especially for the vocal juries, because I feel like I've really been growing with singing this year, so I'm excited to show the faculty what I can do after a lot of hard work. Once I do those and I go in front of the faculty and sing for them, I will do my evaluation, which is where you go into the head of the theater department's office and you meet with all of your professors and they basically evaluate your progress throughout the semester and tell you the things that you've improved upon and also things that you still need to keep working on. And I'm excited to see what they say. A little nervous too, but mostly excited. This brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed that little update and I hope to be back with more interviews and more updates like this. Also, possibly a Q&A in the future with some Twitter questions. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Natalie underscore Nowak. And also follow Broadway Radio on Twitter for updates. And feel free to tweet me with any feedback or questions.